there's more than one sex act that makes babies. <laughs> We say that every episode, but you know, maybe you thought we weren't coming back, and uh, you would be wrong. We made it past episode seven, which is apparently like the thing I said this last time, but but just by sheer willpower, yeah. we will force <laughs> force ourselves onto the internet. Yeah, force our voices out into the world. So yeah, you cannot silence us. Thank. I doubt anybody from Knox Shop listens to this, but. Thank you oh, yeah. for uh, reposting our story. That I got think, us yeah. like 30 followers in one day, which is still very low. We have nobody. We're, we're very low-key. But uh, still, it was, it was very no exciting. No one's ever called us low-key before. No, I mean, it was exciting for us non-famous uh, nobodies. Yeah. No, I love it. <laughs> I, I love every tiny little piece of attention I can suck yeah. out of the world. One time Hannah Witten's doing a podcast liked one of our photos. I know, I know. That was really exciting. I was it's, like, ah! it, is, it is exciting. Yeah. It is exciting. It's even just exciting that um, Knock Shop recognized us in any capacity. <laughs> oh, uh, wow, our tech guy is sending us passive-aggressive text messages. Like, we're not going to announce that. You're speaking louder than the test. You might want to check you aren't peeking. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Oh, we're definitely peeking. We peek every, every time. time. What's oh. your point? That's our aesthetic. Our aesthetic is like peeking. That, like, from the other room. No, it's fine. We're I fine. I peek in no... Well, to be fair, you are listening to it in a moment of silence. That's true. Uh, listen, I've peaked in no other area of my life except audio. All right? <laughs> every other every other medium, it's a real dip. Yeah. But audio, I peak. Um, this is a tangent, but uh, so I did tech crew class. Like I did, we both did stage crew class. Um, I was terrible, horrendous. But Sophia is a very good actress, actor, whatever. <laughs> I think you are. Okay, don't get <laughs> shut up. Let's just stay over okay. there. Okay. She is anyway. So part of Tech Crew is like if you're doing lights or sound for something, he the teacher would make someone from the class stand up and, and read lines while like someone else from the class learned how to do whatever well, tech slim thing. Shady, please stand up. Yeah. So he'd be like, Melina, like go like read this thing, and I would read it, and he would be like, Is this what you think acting is? And I'd be like, Yeah. And he'd be like, You're just yelling. Like you're not act. You're just yelling. And I'd be like, Yeah, no. That's what I think acting is. Like, I just yell. I can't. This is what people tell me in my real life. Like, are, is this what you think emotions are? You're just yelling. And I'm like, is that not what emotion is? It's the only emotion I have. That's the only emotion I have is no. bitterness and spite. Uh, the alternative name for this podcast could have been No Indoor Voices. <laughs> no Indoor Voices? We've always maintained that, though. Yeah. I think we, we have a level of integrity that most people aspire to. That's true. We never pretend to have any other volume but too loud it's true whenever people are like too you're loud, too loud too shrill. we're like did we did we uh false advertise because yeah, i'm pretty sure we, we did it we're it's just on our business cards we yeah. don't have business cards but if we did it would be on there oh we might one day oh, we might we might we yet might. we might we are fight. on episode eight it's true Who we, knows? we can force our voices out there we can force our names on tiny little pieces of paper Cardstock. not i'll just mail make them <sighs> we have to rage <laughs> we do 
So, you know when you're just, like, walking down the street and you're, like, looking real cute, uh, which doesn't happen a lot, and uh, you're just having a great day and the birds are chirping and the sun is shining and you're like, wow, isn't humanity maybe not a terrible cesspit uh, after all? And then some man walks up to you and like grabs your arm or your lower back and accosts you and is like oh my gosh you're so beautiful can we hang out and you're like wow this is a gentleman caller (laughs) um as much as i appreciate this kind words that you have given me i do not reciprocate these feelings and he's like oh no oh no i think you do and you're like what and he's like yes you do give me your number and you're like no i don't want to give you my number and he's like please give me your number and you're like no can i walk away and he's like "Mm -mm, Mm -hmm. mm -mm, you can't and you're like i'm not i'm not i'm not i'm not even free i'm in a relationship and he's like well maybe uh, we'll just hang out sometime and you're like you're a stranger you're a little stranger on the the street who just grabbed me why would i want to hang out with you sometime you know that feeling (laughs) because i do I think we all do. And it sucks. Yeah. It's shit garbage. Like, here is the thing. I think it's totally reasonable to approach someone on the street because, God, aren't we all just out here trying to make a connection? But you have to do it in a way that is not so invasive and so disrespectful. Like, A, if I say no, just, like, bow out Mm -hmm. gracefully. Don't, like, try and force it. Don't start accusing me, like, oh, like, do you really have a boyfriend? Maybe I don't. Maybe I do. Who the fuck cares? In the end, it's all the same. Mm -hmm. I've said no. Yeah. I've done it in a way that's supposed to save your ego, so stop attacking me. Yeah. Also, don't touch me. We don't know each other. Don't touch me. Like, why? Why do men think that they get to just, like, come up and touch you? Like, your lower back or your arm or your... Like, no. And don't get mad at me. Don't start going off and calling me a bitch or whatever. Like, you didn't just accost me on the street. Yeah. Like, you didn't just get up in my space. Yeah. Like, I asked for this. Uh, like, I'm not just walking in the street, yeah. like... See, I think you should, like, if you're in a bar or at uh, somewhere where, like, you, you conceivably could go to meet people, I think then it's perfectly acceptable to go up to someone and be like, hey, like, do you want to start a car? Or just, like, be, like, gentle, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, gently approach someone. I think if I'm just walking down the street or I'm at the gym or I'm doing whatever it is, guys used to approach me at the gym all the time and I'd be like, don't fucking talk to me yeah, here. Yeah, that's... Don't talk to me here. Like, I don't want it. It's a bad context. No, and it's always, like, I always get, like, I I get a lot of, like, nagging cat calls. I don't know if that's the right term. Yes, nagging is the correct term, probably. I mean, you haven't gone on, so maybe it's completely (laughs) wrong. Maybe it's completely wrong. But I get a lot of, like, like, at the gym, like, when I used to go to the gym, which I don't anymore. But they'd be like, you're doing that wrong, let me help you. Or, like like, insult a part of my body somehow, or, like, I've had guys yell and be like, oh, such a pretty face, and then, like, say something sort of kind of gross and mean about my body, and I'm like, what did you, what do you want from me here? Like, what do you, what do you want? Like, women don't yell at me on the street, like, no, like, what are you doing? Please stop. Well, like, I just think, like, uh, yes, I have been stopped by men a few times while I've been out running, and yeah. that infuriates me. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I'm clearly doing something. Yeah. I don't want to talk to literally anybody. No. You just stop me. Like, this one time, 
I like finished work and I was like, okay, I'm going to go for a run. So I'm running and obviously I hate it because I've just worked an eight hour shift and I don't really want to be running, but I'm like doing that thing where you're committed to shit. And this guy stops me. And it's always one of those moments where you're like, is he stopping me because he needs like directions? Direction? Yeah. Or is he stopping me to be a creep? Okay, well, long story short, he's stopping me to be a creep, but I stop. Anyways, like mid-run, I stop. And he's like, oh, you're cute. And I'm nah. like, are you kidding me? I'm miserable. I just want to finish my run. Why are you speaking to me? And then he's like, I'm just here filming a vlog with my friends. Do you want to come join us? No! No! I don't even know you i was running and now yeah. it's weird because it was a park and i was running laps and he's still there and now i have to run laps while he's there and i have to feel uncomfortable Ugh! the gall of it all right that they can just like interrupt your life because you're you're gonna be so grateful that yeah. they find you attractive that you won't mind that they literally just stood in front of you while you were trying to do a thing yeah I've had, I, I was like in, I was, okay, well, for those of you who are not from Ontario, you won't know, but I was in Wasega, which is basically like a beach party town. It's where like frat boys go to party, which already is a mistake. But anyway, we like, we were there and I went for a run and it was like kind of getting dark out and I actually usually don't run at night because I'm a woman and I'm a, like, I don't, yeah. you know what I yeah. mean? Like there's like that yeah. calculation that you make and you're like, sometimes I can take this risk and sometimes I can't. Anyway. Also on CSI, it's always the chalkers, <laughs> yeah, man. I know. They always fucking die. But anyway, I was like, whatever, we're going to do this thing. So I like went for a run and this guy like pulls out my headphones while I'm running, which already is like so aggressive. Literally the rudest yeah, thing. Yeah. And if you've ever gotten your headphones like caught on like a door or something, you know that like immediate jerk where you're just like, yeah. So if it's like a guy pulling it out, and then he says something to the effect that if I like kept up the running and like lost a couple pounds or something, like I don't remember exactly because it was like what, four or five years ago, six years ago now, something about my ass, whatever, he was like, he would take me out. And he was super, super drunk, like just like so inebriated. And I just like in the moment, like looked at him and was like, I'm just going to keep going. And then yeah. him and his friends continued to like shout yeah. and I just kept going. God. And I was just like so upset by it. I was like, why the audacity? It's like, I'm not running for you. I am not running for anybody. Like, like I am not here for you. Yeah. My body is not here for yes, you. Yes, yes. I am not going to lose a couple of pounds. I'm certainly not going to fucking lose them for you, bozo. Like, I didn't ask for your opinion. Yeah. I didn't want it. I'm just trying to exist in the world. Yeah. That's all I'm trying to do. Yeah. Bobo the clown out here trying to get me to like, no, yes. leave me alone. And there is a way to approach people. And I say this just because like I have been approached on the street before. Whereas like obviously it's not my favorite thing. But like by boys who have been like very sweet mm -hmm. and nice. And it's like that is fine. They come up and they do their spiel and they're like oh hi i just saw you're really pretty i want to mm -hmm. stop and say hello and you're like oh thank you so much but i just like i'm not interested and i literally had one guy be like th like that's t totally fine like thank you like mm -hmm. uh, you know what i still am happy just to tell you that i think that you're beautiful i want you to know that you're beautiful mm -hmm. cool okay bye and he just like peaced out yeah. and i was like yeah that's fine like yeah. because we are all just trying to figure out like how many times have we sat down and been like, how do you meet people? Sure, How do you yeah. even meet people in this world? Yeah. So, 
I don't think that that it is a terrible idea to approach someone, but I do think that you have to take things into account. Like, are they doing something in that moment? Yeah. Are they at their job? Are they at the gym? You know, are they in a context where it makes, like, you're going to be really disrupting their life. Yeah. And then the second thing is, like, you can come up and you can give your pitch or whatever, but when they say no, however nicely they say no, whatever excuse they make to say no... Accept that gracefully. Yeah. And exit stage left. Like, yeah. just peace out. And that kid walked away, and I legitimately thought, like, you know, I have friends. <laughs> give me your number. Like, I'll give them. To, like, I just walked away being like, I, that kid's so nice. <laughs> like, I was like, I'll, I'll hook you up. Like, yeah. I'll give you someone else. You know, like, you don't have to be, like, there's a way. I don't think that you should, like, never approach a woman ever, but I just think use your fucking common sense. Yeah. And also, like, you know, you don't have a right to my body, to comment on my yeah. body, to touch my body. Yeah. Like, just don't be an asshole about yeah. it. That's all. See, I ha- I think the reason why I'm like, it's because I've never, ever been approached by a boy or a man that way. I have been approached by women that way, though, and that I've never threatened by, really. Because um, it's always like that one, the, the chick at Whole Foods who was like, can I get your number? And I was like, oh, oh. yeah, she was like, she was very, very sweet and like very nice. And I was like, oh, you know what? I'm, I'm really sorry. I'm actually in a relationship. She was like, oh my God, do not apologize to me. I'm just here checking out your cheese. Like it's oh. totally fine. She was so sweet about it. it. And like, that was cool. And like, you know, she was cute. It was all fine. Like I, that I didn't feel like threatened or, or no, her no. by, but I, I, I just, I've never once in my life been in a situation where a man has approached me like that, who has just been like, oh, I'm just here to say, it's always, and I don't even really get, like, can I, I just get yelled at. Yes. Like, well, and catcalling to me is different. I only say this because. No, for sure. You had a different experience. It's, I get it. And I just, because I do feel like it's not fair to just be like, never talk to anyone ever. Even though the men who come up and are nice, like, through that whole interaction, I am anxious. Yeah. But to some extent, like, if they're acting courteously and they're sure. listening to what yeah, I'm saying, course. that's not their fault. Yeah. It's a, a greater narrative that we have discussed several times on this yeah. podcast. And so, like, I can forgive them that. Yeah. And I just wish, like, there's a certain amount of self-awareness there. I mean, it's such a basic, basic thing, really, to just accept yeah. the rejection. And because we're so, and also because I'm, don't want to be an asshole but like yeah also because we're afraid of retaliation most of the time when women reject you it's a pretty soft rejection it's true so just like roll with that yeah like accept that whereas i've had the opposite like i've been at work and men have approached me and i've been like no i'm not interested and then they've gone off yeah like i've done something other than just be at work yeah like the place where i work yeah (laughs) you came in here took up my goddamn time, trapped me in a situation you know I can't get out of because I'm at work, and now you're mad because I just said, oh, I'm sorry, I'm I'm not interested, that that you're upset at me now? Like, literally, in what capacity have I led you on? No, and I, and I, like, that's just so awful because you are so trapped in that situation, and I also just think, like, I think the thing, if, if there's one thing that I could say to, like, just all men, like, all men, all of them, everywhere, just be aware of the power structure that you are situated in. Yes. And if, when you do things, like, there was this, this is kind of unrelated, but also kind of related. You can cut it, but it's fine. There was this, like, great- I won't cut it, I'll keep it. Everything you say is a pearl of wisdom. Oh. 
So precious. So precious. There was this like incredible post that like one, this guy from high school, uh, who we, Conrad, who we knew, well, no one cares. Anyway, no he posted this cares. thing and he was like, um, men, like you kind of have to be careful in your relationships with women, not just romantic relationships. Um, when you're, especially when you're arguing, like be careful of where your body is and yeah. like how aggressive you're being. And he, cause he said, I used to get into fights with my, not, not the, he was reposting something, but the post, it was from Tumblr or whatever. And it was like, um, I used to get really aggressive in fights cause I'm, I'm just loud in that way. And my girlfriend used to flinch all the time and I didn't know why. And yeah. it's because she was afraid. Yeah. Right. And it's like, it's not that you can never talk like you, it's not that you can never have a discussion yeah, or a yeah, fight yeah, or whatever, just, but you have to understand the situation the power structure that you exist within and like especially out in the street with people you don't know and i think that men who approach women at work are either unaware of that power structure or are ignoring it and both of those things at this point in time are unacceptable to yes, me yes yeah so open up your eyes be aware and if you have male friends who do this kind of shit and put women in these positions you say something because it's safer for you and it's not always safe for us yeah yeah well i've definitely had that conversation where i've been like regardless of how you view us as individuals when we are in a situation like you are a guy and i am a girl and there will always be a power imbalance there yeah like you will always have the upper hand in 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 some some way way. yeah and and i am always very acutely aware of that both consciously and subconsciously yeah well i think that i mean it doesn't i guess it doesn't just go for a minute it goes um, for anybody where there is a power imbalance, right? Yes. Like yes, that's a race thing. That's an age thing. That's an orientation thing. Lots yeah. of times, like a lot of, there are certain people who are, you know, more vulnerable because of their identities. Just like, you know, be aware of the power structure that you are situated within yeah. as a person. Well, that's like the idea, like, cause obviously hip hop culture is so, it's the mainstream culture yeah. at this point, right? Um, but it's like safe for, Tom Hanks's son or whatever white boy yeah. to walk around and speak in slang and dress in a way that is is emulating that emulating culture. that culture and they're fine but a black man has to like overcompensate or he can't walk around in the same way conduct himself in the same way and not be perceived as criminal yeah well and like that's something we learn in um when you do civil obedience training so when i am a a white woman and so like as a woman my body is uh, in danger but as a white person my body is immediately safe especially when you're doing civil disobedience where um people who are in like immediately visually racialized bodies are not safe you as a white person are taught to put your body in front because the cops in all seriousness aren't going to arrest you or treat you the same way if they do like when i got arrested it was so like the cop was even like i just have to do this i don't even want you but you better bet if that was one of my other friends who was in that protest it would have been a completely different situation yeah so you just have to be aware anyway that took a turn but important be aware of power structures oh my god i'm clapping and i will hate this when i edit this <laughs> it's committed we committed we committed she's Hi. doing a dance it's really welcome cute welcome to the sleepover podcast we're gonna lighten it up now we're gonna lighten it up 
Basically, that's all that means. Sleepover podcast. We're going to talk about fun things. Fun things. Lots of Cosmo things. Yeah. Some sex things. Some... Some, some uh, I was about to say Scorpio things, which is true, hey. but what I meant was astrology things, because Sophia's a Scorpio, so yeah. you'll hear all about it, don't worry. Astrology I'm going to recommend you things. some face masks, you'll be good. Oh, it's going to be so good. We're going to play Would, Would you, you Rather? Yeah. Oh, it's great. It's great. Where should we start? What should we start with? There's so many options. Let's start with something bubbly. Let's start with something bubbly. Okay, guys, this is great, and I love it, and maybe you don't love it, but it's too late. I am in power here. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, 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 ha. This, okay, I have, I don't understand dirty talk in bed. Like, I do understand it as a construct or a concept, and I think it makes sense because silence isn't mostly... (laughs) sexy but I also can't do it Uh, I tried but I because I'm not very good at vocalizing my feelings that just bleeds over into sexy times (laughs) like I can't I can't I can't do it yeah that's fair I'm like you have a nice eyebrow face (laughs) one eyebrow only one of them is sexy and he's like that's not really (laughs) turning me on (laughs) I'm like well it's all I got for you, and I'm not going to give you any more. That's already too much for me. You're lucky I didn't say you've got a dumb face. It's really more it's on more my on brand. Yeah. Um, but I found this Cosmo article from 1972, which doesn't really feel that long ago. Yeah. Um, this feels like it was written, I'm going to go for like 1940, but it's 1972. Uh, the article is entitled, Things to Say in Bed, and it's, it's amazing, it's incredible. Let me just, I would just like to read some of this <clears throat> to you guys, so, just, yeah. Do you sometimes feel your performance in bed is great? I do. <laughs> Quite often. Go on. But your dialogue could be more amusing? Well, I, I'm pretty amusing. <laughs> I, I don't need help with amusing. It's more like the alluring <laughs> I could use some help with. Yeah. But that's fine. These bon mois, that's uh, good words if you don't speak French. <laughs> Still not sure that that's grammatically correct, but it's fine. Um, have been uttered by girls who have kept men coming back for years so if you want to keep those men's coming (laughs) turns out these words are going to help you (laughs) their first suggestion for things to say in bed to keep men coming back Uh, my you're as handsomely proportioned as michelangelo's david (laughs) yep i like it i like it on a scale from one to ten that was a twelve you're one of those people who look better out of clothes than in them. No, thank you. <laughs> Seconds. I know I'd like some. Hard no. This is the best coffee break I've ever had. <laughs> That's so specific. Like, it what is any of this? How context. is any of this sexy? No, This I'm is not. 1972. Aren't we supposed to be past the sexual revolution? Wasn't that the hippies? Yeah. Like, weren't you fucking in fields? How is this your dirty talk? I don't <laughs> well, understand. Well, you see, what happened was, is when they were fucking in fields, they were all on LSD. And then when they came off the LSD, they were like, we don't know how to be humans anymore. And then this happens. <laughs> okay, the next one is, 
where did you train? Could we could start a famous lovers school? Oh, what? Oh my. Uh, you're the envy of all my boyfriends. Polyamory, it was a thing. <laughs> uh, all the time, every times. Um, <laughs> we'll keep going. Um, General Electric could market you as a heating pad. <laughs> what is that? I don't know that that's I objectively <laughs> good. I don't know that it is either. Maybe I if mean, I needed, like, I was on my period and I needed like, <laughs> a heating pad, sure. But. I mean, I certainly don't need to be warmer in bed. No, well, I don't I need to I already get too hot. I don't need to be warmer ever, period. I'm already throwing off the covers. Yeah. This is a good one. My God, this has cleared my sinuses. Uh, I've said that, not as dirty I talk. Bet, I buy that a hundred percent. It's not as dirty talk, though. Just um, also, you know, you're beautiful without your glasses. Hey, I'm beautiful with my glasses too. Look like a hot little librarian. <laughs> True. Yeah. There's nothing like sleeping with a man who's athletic enough to touch all the bases. I feel like you don't really need to be that athletic. I'm 5'2". You, you do. Like, you do. All the bases. So athletic. <laughs> Just running. Home runs. Home runs all night. Um, there's enough love in you for six girls, but don't let me catch you near one of them. How is that dirty talk? That's just a little that's scary. That's just passive aggressive. Yeah, that's, we're all right. We'll do a nope on that one. Um, where do I send the check? That I like. That okay. makes me laugh. These are remarks uttered to men who did not return. Oh. So... Science. If you want a men to not return, this is what you utter. Great. That hurts. Well, which is again kind of seems sad. like maybe just a fucking fact, yeah. buddy. Like maybe these are all facts. <laughs> that tickles. Um, is that the doorbell? I can't breathe. Jesus. Oh. Let's oh, see. Did I take my pill this morning? Sleeping with you is like spending a week in. Ohio. <laughs> Poor Ohio. Ohio is the Winnipeg of the United that's, States. That's fair. For God's sake, it's only 7 a.m. What? <laughs> that's, that's, uh... Um, I know he hates to be left out, but does that dog have to be up on the bed? Oh, fuck. Did you read about the girl who got pregnant in a swimming pool? These are very specific. Also, you can't get pregnant in a swimming pool. Can you? I don't uh, think so. I think that you probably can't. I mean, you can't get pregnant from just, like, swimming semen in Thank a swimming you. pool. <laughs> That's all I wanted to know. <laughs> you had sex without a condom in a swimming pool. We get rid of some of these cupboards. I get this terrible rash when I'm overheated. I mean, again, <laughs> just a fact. Just a fact. Completely Bo- fair. Boys can't handle facts. facts. That's the problem. God, this is incredible. This is 1972. Amazing. Yeah. I really think that's going to help me with my dirty talk game. No, good. I'm glad. I think uh, comparing my sexual partners to Michelangelo's David is excellent. It actually is excellent. I mean, he's hot as heck. I was going to say, it's very on brand for you. It's so on brand for me. That's the secret is that I mock this, but at the same time, I love it. (laughs) Like, I'm so, I'm so here for it. Uh, This is the best coffee break I've ever had. (laughs) Yes. Wow, my sinuses are so clear. <laughs> That's real life. Let's go have some Mucilix. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go have some Raisin Bran. Uh, I actually love oatmeal. <laughs> I do really like oatmeal. Uh, it's great. It um, I live a really fulfilling, uh, adventurous life. 
Some other great things I found are examples of like Cosmo vintage covers and just like the titles that they they have. This one is from 1963. <laughs> I really I really love um, ladies don't wear hats in bed. I think that's incredible. So bitches, if you're out here wearing your little captain's hat in bed, turns out you're not a lady. I used to sleep in a toque because my ears would get what? cold. What? Yeah. It's the most Canadian thing I've ever heard you say. Well, but my ears got cold. It's fucked up. It wasn't specifically I'm about being Canadian. Your ears getting cold. You're because inside. my mom said, okay, my, my, my mom, so my mom and I used to live above my grandparents and my grandparents are Greek immigrants and they would not turn the heating on uh, in the winter. So My dad also would not yeah. turn the heating on. He's not a Greek immigrant though. He's just fucking cheap. <laughs> I mean, they were fucking cheap. That's why they did it. But it's like an immigrant parent thing. I feel like they do that. Not for my dad. Also, eight fashion careers for lonely wives. It's me. Ew. JK, not a wife. Not lonely. <laughs> this one is from 1969. Pow, bam, splat. Men who punch girls. Which sounds or awful. Like, yeah. Frightening. Truly, truly. Not- Truly, what a weird way to introduce that topic. I just wish I knew what the article was about. Like That's this... how I feel about a lot of these. Uh, like, my long, long night in a singles bar. Which ultimately sounds uh, better than men who punch girls. True. Which maybe, maybe he's a criminal. It sounds like it's possible. Yeah. Uh, potentially get out of that. Yeah. Sex with the Jewish girl? <laughs> question mark? Just the Jewish <laughs> like, girl. What does that mean? Like, is it with Jewish... Also, this is 1970. Like, what What are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing What are right we now? doing, honestly? This is... Ha, haven't we moved... What? You know? <laughs> yeah. Come on. The 1970s are really letting me down tonight. I know! This is, like, way... This like, is I no good. I thought we were a little bit past this at nah. that point. But no. I mean, the girl who's on the cover is stunning. I hate the way they do their eyebrows in the 70s. It makes me nuts. Well, yeah. This has been a great sidebar. <laughs> the next one is from 1974. I know you all really care about the dates of these. Yeah. I just, but I'm going to read them out to you anyway, so it's fine. Uh, what actually goes on between homosexuals? <laughs> I have personally always wanted to know. Like, what goes on? Oh, Jesus Christ. And I have never Googled it. No. 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 Never. Uh, this one's from 1975, and uh, it's real relatable. Why most men are still attracted to dumb women. Oh, jeez. And the things they do to smart women in the office. Don't know what the fuck that means. <laughs> Don't think I want to know. No. Not, uh, not a fan. Also, genetic engineering, the amazing new science of creating flawless babies. Which is fine it's... and something I am interested in. But I like the brackets underneath that say... Without the sex act. <laughs> Not without sex. Without the sex act. Without the sex act. Yeah. Not even the act of sex. No, the, the sex, sex act. act. We're real severe. Which sex act? I feel like Presumably there's... the one that makes the babies. There's... I think there's more than one sex act that makes babies. Move <laughs> on to the next one. <laughs> so that's a different episode. <laughs> I've been told by birds and bees. Uh the ultimate and best diet fasting the ultimate and best diet you can do it if you try no that's that feels that's like it's like anorexia. a card yeah that feels like a cards against humanity yeah. card you yeah. know what i mean like yeah. it's so comical 
1976, by the way. Uh, the other one is how to start now to become a rich lady, which I appreciate. Yeah, I would I like to know. I should have started that yesterday. Um, staying young with live raw food. Oh, that's scary. Just sounds like you're eating things. Yeah, I'm living I'm, things. I'm not down to. I'm not down to clown. I don't, don't want to. I am not down to fucking clown. Oh, God. Cosmo's been around since the end of the 1800s. Isn't that wild? That's very wild. It also used to have, like, their issues used to have a lot of, like, every every issue had, like, a mystery novel or, like, a short story in it. That's kind of a fun Well, some of them, some of them now at the back, they post excerpts of, um, uh, or they used to. I don't know about anymore, but when my mom used to have a subscription to Cosmo and they'd post experts to, like, romance novels in the back. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I don't know that they do it anymore. But these are always, like, mystery crime novels. It's always, like, sneak peek at the best mystery Uh, novel or whatever. Which I kind of like just because it's not necessarily... So, like, yeah. women, like, romance. Yeah. Meh. I mean, they were fun, though. I yeah. like them. Well, it's not that I don't like romance, but I'm just saying. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like I'm a little pandered, too, and I don't appreciate that. Well, that's the entirety of Cosmo. entirety of Cosmo is just pand- it's pandering but it's to, like, straight But it's always sort of. Women. Like, it's pandering to straight men more than anything else. Oh, like, that's fair. If you look at half of these covers, like, you could argue that, like, women are attracted to women, so, like, sexualized women aren't necessarily just for straight men, but then you, like, open the magazine, yeah. and it is all about heterosexual couples. They're getting a little better at that, but for the most part. No, for the most so, part. So, like, it's really, it is really just for straight men. Well, that's really what I was talking which about. Which is a weird thing. The articles. Every time I open a Cosmo, it just strikes me how, like, heteronormative everything yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. Also, we have the newest issue of uh, Cosmo, uh, which, you know, is great. The first article is all about how millennials can't grocery shop. And it gives us a bunch of tips to teach us how, which obviously I've always wanted. Also, apparently the girl who wrote it can't put on pants. <laughs> and that fucking enrages me. <laughs> because, bitch, yes, you can. Also, the photo is of her in, like, some real trendy, like, bathing suit bottoms. It's like the banana leaf print. Yeah. Like, bathing suit bottoms. Her, like, hair is done. It's like, oh, but I can't put on pants. And I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. Fuck right off. Also, we don't need to give the goddamn baby boomers more reasons to mock us. <laughs> like, yeah, most of their reasons are unfounded, but but this is part of the problem, is you write articles about how you're like, eh, I don't want a grocery shop. It's so hard. <laughs> what a fucking first world problem. You don't have a grocery shop? When you have literal services that deliver groceries to your door. Figure it the Should fuck out, bitch. Like, also, you do know how to grocery shop, you're just too lazy to do We also want to be clear, this isn't a person being like, oh, I don't know how to budget grocery shopping. Yeah. That's a very valid well, And problem. I understand it to, like, some extent, but, like, also it's just, like, ugh, like, the cold sweat set in around 11 a.m. every Sunday. I open my fridge and see a barren wasteland. It's time to face the inevitable. I need to go to the supermarket. <laughs> I am, and I cannot stress this enough, absolutely terrible at grocery shopping. Okay, bitch, I get it. I wander the aisles like I'm in a damned art museum, only to buy the same three things I always do. Like, it's not that we don't understand, or like I don't see what's happening here, but at the same time, and then it's like, here's some helpful tips for how to grocery shop. Like, really? Like... Really? You don't know how to grocery shop? Yeah. Also, buying the same three
three things is not you not knowing how to grocery shop. It's just being lazy. Yeah. And I relate to that. I'm also lazy. I buy the same three things because I'm like, oh, I know I like that. I will just buy it. Yeah. But it's not a real problem. No. These are not real problems. <laughs> and you do too know how to put on pants. That's fair. I feel like that's a fair I hate criticism. it. I hate that so much. But the other thing this issue has, which is related to us, is they have an article about the male birth control pill. Uh, and we uh, we talked about that. Or I'm the not... testosterone birth control yes, pill. Yes, yes. Uh, and I'm not trying to say that we're, like, ahead of the game or that we're better than Cosmo, but... We are better We than did Cosmo. do it first, so... And they don't say anything that we super don't know, um, but there are some bits of this that I find just incredibly infuriating. Like... Issues of weight gain, acne, and mood swings, yes, the stuff we deal with daily, have at one point or another shut down an otherwise successful male contraceptive drug. Which are the symptoms, if you look at any pack of estrogen or progesterone pill, those are like the first symptoms they tell you about. And also, you know what? God. Yeah. In 1996, 19 fucking 96, we're like two goddamn years old and yeah. they have this. Um, the new potential... Um, drug for men with shots of testosterone, but after testers complained of weight gain, um, the weekly shot schedule, and the weekly shot schedule, it was killed. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Meanwhile, in 1960, um, en- Enovid, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, mm-hmm. I apologize, uh, yeah. Enovid is approved which contained literally 10,000 times the amount of estrogen in today's low-dose pills. If you are by a computer, look up the original pills. They're wild. Yeah. Women had been taking them for several years before anyone realized it had serious side effects like blood clots and strokes. Yeah, and actually that's not true. They knew that when they released it. They just didn't acknowledge it until years later. And it's not (laughs) that I'm out here being like none of these things should be improved or men should have to deal with the negative side effects but it is just a little bit incredible that with women it's like this is fine and men are like nope and and one of the things they talk about this article that we didn't talk about is the fact that like pharmaceutical companies think it's too risky to fund the development of male birth control or testosterone birth control because they don't think men will buy it yeah but women will. And that's what was interesting about the whole, like, when you read books like The Birth of the Pill, they talk about that, where it's like they literally did everything they can to market it to women. And Gregory Pincus, like, his thing was like, well, they'll take whatever we, we give, give them. them because they're dying. Yeah. That was it. And that was the, it's not like it was some secret, we're not like, you know, with our, like, red yarn and pictures, like, presenting you with some... Cons- they literally just said that. They were yeah. like, they'll take whatever we give them in whatever form we can do it. It's it's just... It is just such a frustrating double standard. Like, I think that, yes, like, keep working on these hormonal, like, birth controls, but for men and women, and also this idea that it's, like, for men, they can just say no, and literally everyone from, like, companies to doctors are like sure no but women we like do not have that option well and it's also frustrating for our people who are non-binary who are trans who also need this kind of stuff but then maybe can't like because 
you know, of the way that the pill works, uh, may want to be able to need or need to be able to take a testosterone birth control as opposed to an estrogen birth control and it's not accessible to them, right? And I think I'm extra bitter on this because I had to go back on the pill, so I'm now back on the pill. Update! Hormone update! Hormone update! Um, I had to go back on the pill and I couldn't take the progestin-only pill like I wanted to for reasons that I will not get into on this podcast right now, but, um... Uh, so they put me back on like the lowest dose of estrogen and progestin they can and already like I know the symptoms even out in three months or they should but already I'm just like right back where I was and I was like god I hate this but at the same time I can't have nine day periods like I just can't and I can't be on the IUD because I have it's like a whole fucking thing and I'm just like god I hate this I hate this well I think it comes back to I'm not sure if I've said this on this podcast before but probably it's not even just the experience of the discomfort and the side effects and the illness is the fact that it goes so unrecognized by our society or like the narrative of our society that we're it's just you're just supposed to deal with it and if you can't deal with it then you're being high maintenance yeah you know what i mean that's the thing that always frustrates me that I can get cramps so bad that I'm passing out or throwing up or whatever, but the narrative that I've been fed and and the position that everyone takes when it's like, oh, I have cramps, is like, well, suck it the fuck up, buttercup. Yeah. Well, I have had, I've had doctors say that to me. Yeah. Yeah. And meanwhile, we have these men out yeah. here who are like, um, I, I gained some weight, shut this shit down. Yeah. And the doctors are like, yeah, fucking shut this shit down. Yeah. I, Which is, like, also, like, there's other stuff to unpack, like, the fat phobia and that you also unpack. Like, there's a lot to unpack there, but it, it is just kind of, like, you're, like, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing? Yeah. It's bullshit. But some other fun facts contained in this article that r- relate to our whole series on birth control. In 1855, uh, rubber is introduced into condom production, and men are told they're reusable. <laughs> Can you imagine having sex with a condom that is being reused? No. Like, men just, like, keep them. They pull out their little baggie. Like, you can't even count on a man to shower regularly, and now you're counting on him to wash his fucking condoms? I'm Disgusting. Like, washing, like, late. Like, that just doesn't seem no, like it's going to go it's gross. really well. In 1832, Charles Knowlton, M.D., recommends women pump an acidic solution into their vaginas to kill semen. That sounds legit. Mm. so bad this is like it's it's funny and not funny but Gwyneth Paltrow is doing shit like this now but I was not just quite gonna say this sounds like, like something stop Gwyneth telling women to put things in our vaginas or stop telling vagina having people to put things up their snooches like yeah. stop it we don't need it it's a self-contained situation there it knows it's what it's doing fucking ecosystem runs on its own we're okay yeah don't certainly don't introduce acid um, in 1909, Richard Richter, yeah. MD, puts a paper out about early yeah. insertions of IUDs, and they're made of silkworm guts. Yeah. Which is, I would not think the guts of a silkworm would be that large. The science on that but is... But it does sound luxurious. The science on that is very funny. If you have spare time, like, read one of those papers. It's we hilarious. We talked about, like, gold IUDs in our IUD episode, but like, ooh, a silk IUD. You're yeah. like, ooh, a silky... Yeah. Mine is silk. It's like the lingerie of birth control. Yeah. I'm into it. 
1960, a trial of a, a sperm-reducing pill fails after one guy drinks on the med and gets sick. <laughs> Can you imagine one guy gets sick? They're like, nah, nah, nah. Well, and estrogen and progesterone do, do make you uh, metabolize alcohol. Yeah. Or not metabolize alcohol. It makes you stay, it gets you more drunk and makes you stay drunker for longer, which means it'll increase your chances of getting sick. It's like, it's, it's, men are little tiny babies is all I'm trying to say. And it's also like society is just so willing to just be like. Cater to them. Yeah. So they don't know that they're little tiny babies and they don't think that they're little tiny babies. And maybe ultimately it's not their fault that they're little tiny babies. Well, I think the real upsetting thing is that it's just, like, the unwillingness to take on that burden, or it's, like, you know, like, um, at a point in time, women had to go on this because they were dying, and so we didn't have a choice, and, like, it just angers me a lot of the time that it's, like, you have a choice. Well, and on top of that, the unwillingness to recognize. Yeah, that's the bigger thing, because I'm not saying, like, you, if you don't want to subject yourself to whatever it is don't whatever but acknowledge the fact that i don't have any other fucking options because i'm the one who can get goddamn pregnant that i then have to subject myself to that yeah it's the lack of recognition on that end yeah that i think is so infuriating yeah it is that's what i mean like i don't really think that anyone should be subjected to negative side effects but it's the fact that there is no space there is no space for this this it's just like swept under the rug it's just not a big deal it's totally shrugged off and then you're going through this and you have no space and you feel like you can't complain about it or talk to anybody about it and doctors certainly don't take it seriously and, and men certainly don't take it seriously. And then you're stuck in this position where you're like, I feel terrible and yet I have no space to feel terrible in. It's kind of like you're being gaslit by an entire, like, structure. Yes! Like an entire, yeah, it's like you're being gaslit by the entire world. Kind of. That's like kind the of what it feels like. patriarchy is just constantly gaslighting every woman on yeah. earth. Every female identifying human on earth. Yeah. Or, and like, even, I, I think it's literally, or like anyone who's like not, anyone who, who doesn't, who isn't like a cis white man you fall into that category that's it it's done yeah it's done yeah all right we're gonna bring it back up to uh i mean to be fair this is what we talk about when we have sleepovers and now we live together so it's just one big sleepover Sorry, guys yeah but we'll bring it we'll bring it to uh some classic fun all right would you rather be an unimportant character in the last movie you watched or be an unimportant character in the last book you read uh i can't remember what the last movie i watched was uh, I don't want to be an unimportant character in any narrative. <laughs> I am a star. I think it just means would you rather live in the last book you read or the last movie you saw? Probably neither. Like, the last thing I watched was Jersey Shore. I'd rather be an unimportant character in Jersey Shore. That's truly my dream. Right. Just to spectator sport. Hey, oh, Polly D. <laughs> Sponsor us, Constantly. Polly D. This is now the third podcast, I think, in which I have referenced Polly D. Only three? Polly would you rather wake up <laughs> would you rather wake up as a new person every year or once a week spend the day inside a stranger's body oh my god once a week spend a day inside a stranger's body because i feel like having to be a new person uh, every year like i want to be able to return to myself but being able to be someone else for like one day would be fun Ah, uh, see i want to be a new person every year 
That'd be so fucking fun. Just like, what if you're a terrible? You'd have to start over every single. But then nothing matters, cause like you're a new person. Yeah, but then nothing matters. Like after a while, nothing mattering starts to get. I guess it would depend if you know, like if you're cognizant of it, or if every time you're a new body, you don't know. That's why I like these ones, cause you're like, what's up? But then the first half of that year would be spent being like, what the fuck happened? (laughs) How much did I drink? Which could be fun. It depends. Did the government steal my memories? Yes, 100. The government stealing your memories and your DNA. Um, <laughs> God, the government steals everything. Would you rather 5% of the population have tele- tele- telepathy? There we go. Telepathy. Or 5% of the population have telekinesis, but you are not part of the 5% of that tele- population. I said so that telepopulation. Telekinesis, telepathy? Yeah. What is the difference? So telepathy is I think your thoughts. Telekinesis, not I think your thoughts. It's I can, I can your, hear your, your thoughts. thoughts. Yeah, and yeah. Telekinesis is I move shit with my mind. I would rather everyone else have telekinesis. Mm-hmm. You don't want people prying into your mind Fuck business. Nah. No. Too big brother for you. Too big brother. Right. I got stuff up there I don't need no one to see. The other one I love so much I couldn't find, so I'm going to try and do it from memory, but would you rather every five years everyone in the world be on LSD <laughs> or once a month just you are on LSD? Yeah. <laughs> And mine is always every five years, everybody in the yeah, whole yeah, world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think that'd be fun. hilarious. If, yeah. I, if it's me, it just sounds like it's going to be inconvenient and yeah. I don't need that in my life. Yeah, those are my fun would you rathers. Uh, yeah. Do you want hookup terms? I love them. Yeah. They were really fun. Great. Okay. Let's move on. Okay. Um, you go, I go. You go, I go. Let's do hookup terms. I'm gonna. So Sophia, uh, as always, has the more substantive content. That's not (laughs) true. It's pretty true. Most of the time, it's you. So I'm just gonna list all the hookup terms I've ever heard. Um, (laughs) like the terms for hooking up. First of all, hooking up ambiguous. But we're gonna talk about. We'll talk about that. But Mac, fun like that one. Macking. Macking. I love that. And I was like, let's bring that back. And then my friend Sam was like, no, no, that's a terrible term. I like it. I think it's I fun. I think it's fun. Like, yo, Jason was macking. Macking on that chick. Ah, I mean, don't say that. We but. were macking. Uh, boink, which I think what? is funny. Yeah, boink. No. <laughs> You've not heard that in your real life. Yeah, Boink is a yeah. cartoon sound effect. Boink is like when someone bops you on the nose. All right. Boink is not... No, no, no. Netflix and chill, which is pretty recent. Classic. Uh, like getting laid. Yeah. Shag. This one's interesting. Oh. I haven't heard this personally, but I've seen it on the internet. Root, which is like the same it's thing Australian. as shag. Yeah, which is fun. I know. I watched some Australian tea shows. <laughs> they're great, but it's all, they're all like rooting. We're rooting, and you're like, I kind of like that. Tbh. I do not like that at all. It's like, I just like something about it is so violent and crass. Oh, I was thinking I'm rooting for you. No, it's like rooting like in the oh. dirt. Rooting. See, that's not what I was thinking. I just pictured like someone cheering me on whilst having sex. Well, that's because you're a little marshmallow. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, screw, which I don't like. Screw. Uh, bang, which I don't like. I like bang. Uh, I like saying banging. Bonk, which is not that bonk different from boink. Uh, dicking, which, you know. Is, what? Yeah. Um, my, my favorite from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which is smoosh and booties. Smoosh and booties. Well, on uh, Jersey Shore, they say smush. Oh. Did you smush? I like room. that. That sounds... I mean, I don't think it's really cute, but yes, that is the term they use. It does sound cute. I like things it's that sound smush cute. room. Oh. They're like, oh. yeah, we smushed. That kind of, that sounds too close to mushroom. I don't know. <laughs> 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 I, don't want I mean, I love a mushroom, so. All right, Sophia's going to take you through the uh, evolution of hookup terms now. Okay, I would really like to talk about the history of the word fuck. Wanna fuck? 
I want a fook. Also, I just think it's a great word. It's very versatile and it's very satisfying to say. Something about that CK, man. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> Don't say it like that. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Okay, let's lay down some facts. It's a Germanic word. Germanic slash Dutch. And it comes from the word to strike or to move back and forth, which kind of makes sense. Yeah. Um, okay, but this is where it starts getting into my favorite bits. So it first appears in the 16th century in a manuscript of uh, Cicero. And this monk is reading through this book because that's all monks do. They read and they write. That's their whole life. And he's reading through it and he's having a real tough day at work. And he's like, you know what? Fuck the abbot. And he literally writes that in the manuscript, <laughs> which is so relatable. We're all going through the same shit. We're all working our nine to fives. And sometimes you're just like, fuck the boss, man. And that's the first, like, recognized re- recording of um, the word fuck. He writes, oh, the fucking Abbott. Um, and then he also scrolls the date. Just so you know, he means business, <laughs> uh, which is 1528. So the, the abbot that he's writing about is a man named John Burton, who apparently was a fucking hoe. Um, Love he's, it. He's just hoeing about in Love his little hoe. hoe life as an abbot. Mm-hmm. And uh, this monk is like, that's tacky as fuck. I'm going to write it in this manuscript. And I love that kind of petty behavior, especially from monks. Um, okay, so blah, blah, blah. They're like, this is the first official example of the word fuck being used. And then they're like, surprise, actually, there are at least two other instances of fuck being used before this, but scholars deny them uh, because they're Scottish? (laughs) The heck? Since when is Scottish a disqualification? This is some English bullshit okay (laughs) they're just like well the scottish can't have this also how much sense does it make that the first two recorded instances of fuck are scottish (laughs) come on we all knew it had to be the scots it's not going to be some english monk it's going to be scotland and it was scotland but for some reason the scholars will not recognize it and their only justification is because scottish (laughs) no god anyways let me read you this. So this poem is from 1513, which is like 10 years prior to the angry fucking monk. And it goes, he embraced tight. He kissed and groped as if he were overcome with desire. Yet it seemed from his behavior, he would have fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I love Scottish poetry. It's <laughs> so delicate, so beautiful. So it becomes super popular in the 16th century. Uh, and it's, it's used basically as, as a synonym for, for sex. Mm-hmm. It's not really considered a swear word until the fucking Victorians get in. Yeah, and they're well. like, whoa, 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 we need rules and we should be very uptight and no fun and boring Victoria. Surprise. Surprise. And take pictures of the dead babies. That's another episode. But it's a real thing the Victorians did. Yeah. So anyways, it's not for like 300 years before it... it becomes what it is now which is uh just a profanity (laughs) previously it's just like we banging we fucking in scotland most of the time that's right come at me william kate harry oh megan i was like who are you naming and then i was like ringo got it john george All all of you some of those people are dead 
<laughs> yeah. Big kick. You're not wrong. You are not incorrect. Let's talk about making out. That's right. Making out. That's an American term. Not Germanic. Surprise. Not Dutch. How uneventful. It, uh, it uh, came about in the 1949s, the 1950s, the era of the big skirts and the jello things that shouldn't be jello. You know? Mm-hmm. Do you? I do know. You look concerned. Yeah. I, sh- I would be too. They put a lot like, of things in jello that should gross. not be in jello. Cauliflower? Cauliflower. God. No, truly, the 1950s were the era of gelatin savory gelatin like i barely want to eat sweet gelatin i don't want i also don't want to mix gelatin gelatin. with um fucking dairy anyways so making out american classic starts in the 1950s era of jello um and it uh the sexual connotation of the phrase making out um starts like gaining traction after world war one when people are banging a little more um hard to bang in a war that's not true the soldiers banged all the time but i digress um the the society loosens up a little bit after a war because they're like wow look humanity's so fleeting our lives meaningless so basically making out starts as you know if you're asking someone like how are you making out Mm -hmm. that's how it starts right when you're making out it's kind of like success you're doing something successfully oh yeah right yeah yeah yeah. which eventually translates into oh like how was your date we're making out which means like we're getting along oh how was your date we're making out like our fucking faces are touching bitch i see that's where that phrase comes from i see however while I was doing this in-depth research into the history of the word term, you know, thing, making out, a lot of times they define making out as anything that isn't, like, intercourse, that isn't sex, like, straight out. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, that's not what making no, out means. That's like, false. And I've never heard making out used in that way. No. Making out is like a lip on a lip. And maybe if you're real attached to, like, the bases system, it's, like, second base. Like, I'll accept a little bit of, like, like feeling up in there. Um, but that's it. Yeah. Uh, it's all, like, clothes on, and the main event is the mouse. Mouse yeah. on mouse. Yeah, I think that's accurate for lots of reasons. One, I think probably for, like, they're, they're, yeah, they're defining sex as, like, a thing in a thing, right? Yeah. Not, which I is not how we define sex yeah. here at Awkward Erotica. No, no. No. But I also think, like, making out to me is not a particularly ambiguous term. Like, no one's ever said, like, we made out to me, and I've been like, oh, what do you mean? Yeah, no, no. But, as you previously referenced, um, hooking up, to me, has always been a little bit ambiguous. Yeah. Like, what does hooking up mean? Like, when someone says to you, oh, we hooked up, what do you think? In high school, I think it means made out. Yeah. Outside of high school, I think it means had some form of sex. Automatically? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. to me, yeah. usually. Like, it, yeah. But it's weird because my my parents or my dad would say, oh, yeah, I'm gonna we're going to hook up with Ange later, which just means we're uh, going to yeah, meet yeah. Ange later. Um, You're like, nah, you can't say that. Yeah. It's funny because it is so... Co- like context based but even within a con like because definitely to me hooking up can mean it's like further than making out yeah but doesn't necessarily have to mean 
had sex. Like, I never use the term hooked up to refer to me having sex or whatever I consider having sex in that moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I don't have a great frame of reference for this because when I was in high school, all I was doing was making out. And then when I got yeah. out of high school, I was having sex with my long-term partner who I'm still yeah. with. And I don't really call that hooking, hooking up. up. So I don't really have a, a, a good uh, frame of reference for this. I just feel like it's such a... Like, it can be used in so many ways, and there's so many times where someone's like, we hooked up, and I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> like, and you can't really pry because it's rude, but you're nosy, so you're like, wait. Oh, it depends. If you said it, I'd pry. I'd be like, bitch, what the me. fuck are you saying to me? Exactly. You'd be like, so at first you just go along with it. You're like, yeah, no, you hooked up, and then the conversation goes silent for a minute, and you're like, so like. Yeah. Do you fuck or quoi? Yeah. <laughs> but a lot of people define that differently too. We talk about it all the no, time. For Lots sure. of people who we talk to think sex is a thing in a thing. They're yes. like a P and a V or a, a P and in a A. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Any of the yeah. Comment, you're no, like... that's great. Um, but to me, all that matters is like if you're defining I mean, it as yeah, sex. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's I want to know if in your or brain, yeah, yeah. You, you banged. Yeah. And as long as, you know, like, you have some tenuous connection to reality so that I know that, like, your conception of sex is not, like, pontificating with someone. Or, like, just licking their ear. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Which, then I mean, that's good enough for me. But I just want to know how you've categorized it. Like, yes. do you, are, have you fucked? Yeah. In your ma- mind. In mind, yeah. But, like, we hooked up to me is, like, I'm like, what? What? Que quoi? In what? What? I need more than that. I yeah. need more than that, ma'am, sirs, sirs, ma'ams. Give me the deets. Give me dem deets. Yeah. These are the things I want to know. Yeah. Super fun. Love it. Also, fun facts about kissing. Um, there was a study done in 168 cultures by researchers from the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, and Indiana University uh in Bloomington, and they found that only 46% of cultures kiss in romantic situations. Hmm. The cultures that did exhibit romantic kissing behavior tended to be more complex in nature, meaning they had denser populations, established systems of social classes, and centralized political leadership. AKA, kissing is less common, or at the very least, it's it's used differently in, like, hunter-gatherer societies, mm-hmm. which I think is kind of fascinating. Yeah, I think it's kind of interesting. I'd like to see, like, the controls on that. Yeah. Yeah. But I just think, like, that's because you are... I've always been, like, where did that come from? And, like, is that, like, an innate instinct? But yeah. obviously everything we do is kind of placed within, like, the narrative of our society. Yeah. And so that's how we've been taught from a very young age to show that kind of affection. Yeah. Which might not necessarily be the way that you show affection across the board. No. And also, like, you know, white colonial societies tend not to have the best understanding of, um other societies other yeah. groups other cultures well, like we don't always have the best like leg up into yeah that. yeah and something about this study too is that previous to that the stat was going around that it's like 90 percent of all human societies interact this way and they were like actually that's not true like no. that's a very arbitrary and, and that doesn't mean that these societies don't use kissing at all it just means that kissing does is not necessarily used the same way that it's used in our society well i actually even think that's true between different countries right yeah. like yeah well yeah yeah well that's like a whole thing with my family like my dad kisses everyone on the forehead like that's a thing or yeah. like on the cheek and like that's not like they w- other people get wigged out which is fair like don't kiss people don't kiss strangers Mm-hmm. but he doesn't he like it like me or like my cut whatever like it's like um 
it's a different it's a way, different of, way of, of showing yeah. affection that yeah. everyone isn't necessarily used to in a more like paternal or platonic yeah. context yeah for sure yeah but i just think that's interesting because i'm always like who was the first person who was like yo i'm gonna touch my face to your face <laughs> and it's gonna be sweet <laughs> like how the fuck do you introduce that concept and not feel like a total creep like gross <laughs> don't introduce your germs to my, my germs, germs. yeah why would i do that yeah so there has to be some kind of instinct there yeah but that doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be romantic no um and i think that's cool it is cool it's interesting all that stuff is always interesting i'm a nerd we're all nerds here okay i think that you have some uh magic voodoo to to <laughs> share with us by that she means astrology i did our birth charts real quick real fast magic voodoo yeah the well, voodoo of magic fake birth charts so we're gonna so sophia is really attached to being a scorpio so she doesn't I am like very, it it's like really important to my identity she, that i am a scorpio she really really didn't like it when i gave her her moon and ascendant signs she was like no i don't want it um, i don't it's some <laughs> bullshit so her sun sign's in a scorpio and her moon sign is capricorn and ascendant is gemini and we're gonna I'm gonna loosely tell you what that means just very very loosely so first we're just gonna do the sign the scorpio the shaman sounds about right um, I'm guiding people. main descriptors passionate slash destructive <laughs> it's on brand duality is feminine interesting um Color, black, the color of mystery. Oh my god, that's so that's yeah. so real. Everything I own is black. Yeah. Attributes, intimate, mysterious, magnetic, powerful, intense, obsessive. Yeah. Interest. In investigation, science, psychology, tinkering, magic. Poly D. Yeah. That's every Scorpio. <laughs> uh, Surprise. Your drive is to transform. Yeah. That's actually pretty interesting. Like myself. I, I don't the know. World. It just says to transform. Pick one. <laughs> just tra- transformers robots in disguise like okay sun in scorpio transformation <clears throat> i'm just gonna read parts that i've highlighted that i think pertain to sophia and she can yay or nay them a scorpion's journey is not nay. okay a scorpion's journey is not nay. for one is i you're get out <laughs> check on your chickpeas a scorpion's journey is not one for the faint of heart Scorpion embodies both healing and destruction, death and rebirth. I love it. She is able to stay with us through our darkest hours, keep our secrets, and cry with us wholeheartedly. Gross. I don't cry. No, but you are a very supportive friend. But I do like that, was it like, like, life and death? Like, those two, we were just talking about how I feel like I, I am so much too extreme. Yes. I'm never, like, one thing. Um, I am both obsessive and restrictive. Yes. Like, I don't have addictive and restrictive, yes. I guess, is it. Yeah, that comes up in, I think, one of your other signs, too. They push our boundaries, helping us expand our points of view. I highlighted that one because that's just very true of our friendship. Like, I like to think of things in black and white, and Sophia is, like, constantly seeing the gray area, and she pushes me to see the gray area because she's Ew. a great person. Um, we all have darkness, but Scorpio can't help but express these sides of herself sometimes violently. Yeah. That was my favorite. Yeah, I that, that one. about right. Okay. So your moon is in Capricorn. What the fuck does any of this mean? And this is like your subconscious. Oh. So Capricorn moons avoid public displays of passion or inappropriateness. <laughs> they are unlikely true. to explode or lose their cool in front See, of that's others. that's not true. 
No, you're of you. All yeah, the but you don't cry like, in front of others. But if all the emotions I'll express, like anger, like like is one of them, I will explode. But you explode about things, not at people. Yeah, that's probably true. The, that is true. I'll accept that. Um, I explode the fucking subway system. <laughs> yeah, like Mother you explode, but you don't explode truckers. at people. They must work to soften their hearts, releasing repression and feeling the full spectrum of emotion. Who wrote this? The Care Bears? They work hard to create security. Um, they yearn to be integral parts of society, ambitious, dignified, and socially respected. That's your subconscious. Um, I do not yearn to be part of any society. <laughs> uh, okay. Gemini Ascendant. First impression. Social, witty, adaptable, intelligent. I'd say everything is true except maybe adaptable. Except that's not true. You're <laughs> not adaptable. You're pretty adaptable. You're not adapt. Pretty, don't, pretty don't bring me to Europe. I will not fit in those plugs. <laughs> uh, will need an adapter. No, I actually think you are very adaptable. Um, intelligent and witty again. Yeah, we got that. Thank you. Insatiable curiosity. <laughs> Difficult for these ascendants to settle down or commit to one place, person, or career. And that's true. Yeah. Hashtag uh, fear of commitment. <laughs> As a child, you required a lot of stimulation. Probably. Yeah. Um, definitely was an asshole (laughs) still am but you know um like a hunger to learn and explore the world dora the explorer they often seem younger than their classmates and carry this youthfulness into adulthood (laughs) i don't know that that's true it's a little bit bit true people always think i'm a child and i'm like surprise (laughs) i'm an adult i pay taxes (laughs) uh yeah and I think that's, uh, those are your sign. There you go, we did it. Oh my goodness, amazing. Do we do all of them? I am still a Scorpio. <laughs> all Scorpio, all the time. Do 24 we do... hours, Scorpio. Do we do the Capricorn one? Slytherin, yeah, all the way. <laughs> Every Slytherin is a Scorpio. Scorpio, we know this. Chris is a Slytherin, he's not a Scorpio, he's a Virgo. Shh, that that's different. because he's not really a Slytherin. Ooh, take that, Chris. <laughs> um, I am an Aquarius. Um, Aquarius, the inventor, uh, duality is masculine, um, color is violet, the color of insight, attributes, original, eccentric, futuristic, shocking, humanitarian, (laughs) interests, inventing, humanitarianism, sci-fi, community organizing, technology, drive to be free. You sound like a futuristic robot. I kind of do. Who's like also a hippie, like if a hippie had sex with a robot and they had a child, that would be. That's not off brand. Um, my sun sign, um, what are my keywords? Freedom, originality, inventiveness, progressiveness, humanitarianism. Their minds dance through the ether, carrying us to unexpected terrains, which Chris interpreted as goes on a lot of tangents, which is not untrue. It's accurate. Uh, solves problems quickly. Yes! Oh my god, Melina, like, you'll just mention a problem to her, and then she'll go away for five minutes, and you're like, wow, this bitch just ignored me. And then she'll come back, she'll be like, solved it. <laughs> you're like, what the fuck? But it's very convenient. I try. Uh, Aquarians are connectors, they bring people together in community. You do. You bring everyone together. Uh, I only have friends because of you. <laughs> I don't think that's true, but thank you. Um, my moon is also an Aquarius, just an Aquarius to the core. Um... This is the age of The dawning of the age of Aquarius. Sure. I actually hate musicals. That's not actually from... I I mean, it was used in the musical. Whatever. Same diff. Aquarius moon can sometimes create emotional chaos, which I like because it's true. Um, 
Aquarius moons can scare people with volcanic eruptions of emotion and combativeness. Again, not untrue of me. And then the last one is, I'm a Capricorn ascendant. What does that mean? You're Uh, a snack. Yeah, that's exactly what that means. Cautious about rocking the boat and breaking from societal norms, which is true about some things for sure. Um, People may mistake them as snobby or aloof, which I also think is true. Um, but are actually very prone to feeling insecure, which I know is true. <laughs> um, they're wonderfully trustworthy, determined, and self-sufficient. I know it's pretty true. Um, but they must be wary of their stifling perfectionism. Also Can't, true. Nothing is perfect. As childhoods, they were like little adults in children's bodies, which is, is accurate. That is definitely true. Experienced a disruption to one of their parental relationships, which can lead to prominent feelings of isolation and loneliness as children. Also accurate. A little too close to <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's it. Those are our per charts. Here's the thing. Like, I like astrology. It's like super fun and I love looking it up and stuff, but I really hate when people stop joking about it. <laughs> when it becomes like truly the guiding factor of their life and they talk about it really sincerely and then I'm like no you lost me I'm gone I lo- I'm lost see I use it similarly to the way I use tarot which is yeah. like to make decisions like not or to know how I really feel about something sure. so not to be like I'm gonna do what this thing says but to like sort of use it as a benchmark for my own emotions so yeah. like about how I feel about it so like even this stuff if something rings true then I'll be like okay well if that rings Clearly, true to me what does yes. that mean yeah or, like, the way that you interpret what they're saying. Yeah. You're like, okay, well, obviously this is what I want yeah. or how I feel. That's totally fine. When people are like, oh, I can't be friends with you because you're a water sign yeah. and I'm a fucking garbanzo bean sign and we don't match. Yeah. Like, no, wh- miss! Also, as a serious excuse for shitty behavior. It's kind of yes. funny when you're like, Mercury's in retrograde. That's And you're doing it as a joke. I'm like, ha, 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 yeah, sure. But when you're doing it as you're serious, then I'm like, uh, yeah. no. You can't just be like, oh, sorry, I'm a bitch. I'm a Scorpio. Yeah. Like, <laughs> d- don't, yeah, don't use it. It's like when, yeah, no, not into it. Not down. Not down to clown. Not down to clown. That's the name of this episode, I not think. Not down to clown. Not down, down to, to clown. clown. I'm going to leave you with some face mask recommendations. Yes, bitch. If you have oily skin like me. I have very oily skin. I would recommend the tea tree oil clay mask from the body shop. I've been using it since I was in high school. It's 10 out of 10. Put that on. Put that shit on your face. It's also not that expensive. She buys me face masks all the time. I do. And it's truly such a gift. Like, <laughs> you're having a bad day and all of a sudden, oh, what a magical face mask. I like to take care of my friends. Um, if you have dry skin, um, I would use the moon face mask from, it's like the moon mask, whatever. It's from Glossier. It's, it's very from the nice. moon. It's from the moon. You wake up and face you're like, mask. oh, who dis? New face. So fresh. <laughs> face <laughs> of the moon. So moisturized. Also though, just slosh some yogurt and honey on your face, TBH. It makes it no. very soft. It what? works. That sounds terrible. No, it's you not. You just put honey on my face? Yes, you can. It's going to get in my hair. No, it's well, going to be yes. sticky. I, mean, I hate being sticky. It's part of the reason that I hate children. Well, it's also not Why for are your they skin sticky? Types. I, yeah, it's jam hands. No, they're not all eating jam. <laughs> That's not possible. Jam hands is more of a state of mind than it is an actual physical trait. <laughs> It is. It is a state of mind. They mindfully make themselves sticky. Yes. And that is why I hate them because it's on purpose. <laughs> They're purposely terrible. I think we've taken you through uh, many topics today. 
I hope that you've enjoyed this journey. We I had fun. I had, I had great fun. This has been a wonderful sleepover. This is kind of our regular Saturday night. I mean, we do live together, so we always technically sleep over. <laughs> but, um, you know. Yeah. It's been fun. It's been real. It's, it's been, been relaxed. Real. It's been light. It hasn't. We tried. We, we don't really do light. Tried. We don't. Even when we have sleepovers, this is what happens. We wanted to keep it fluffy, but the truth is we make everything very heavy. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, if we ever get merch. <laughs> Life is very heavy. heavy. Yeah, it's true. Uh, I think we did a good mix. You know... We do our best. All right, we're out. That's enough of us now. We will be back, though, as always, and we'll probably start it with surprise we're back because I know that you're always surprised. We're surprised. That we're still here, but we are. All right, we're out. Bye! Bye. Sweet. the way to the end we thank you we pity you but also we thank you you can find us on all kinds of socials we don't know how to use uh we're aqua rocco a-w-k-o-r-o-c-o on twitter and aqua on instagram if you have topics ideas questions compliments you can email us at aqua at gmail.com we do not accept complaints um if you like what we do and you want us to do it better you can support us on patreon we'll leave a link in the show notes big thanks to nathan for our intro music and callum for our beautiful icon art we'll link his instagram in the show notes as well he does real good art please check it out that's all she wrote folks see you next week go be awkward